0: Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that is perfectly balanced as all things should be. Here on a beautiful Friday evening, we're grateful you're here wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, theinfinitybros.com, and wherever podcasts are being streamed. I am your host, Max Mosier, here today. To talk a lot of things, but before I talk about that, I want to introduce my co-host for today. It's Infinity Bro, Mark. Mark, how are you? Doing great on this beautiful
1: Friday evening. Just excited for the weekend and to tickle the ears of the Infinity Bro's universe.
0: You're surrounded by boxes, your elbows deep in a move.
1: Yep. Getting ready to move tomorrow morning, and I've been summoned
0: or get fined to record tonight summoned is a strong word you were requested earlier in the week and you said yes and now here we are <laughs> i may have agreed to it whatever <laughs> that wouldn't fit your narrative though that yeah that it. doesn't make sense no, I that never. makes sense i get it i get it
1: you have a good week though otherwise i mean it's been all right just a lot of packing moving getting ready and stuff
0: we are a week removed from the snyder cut how do you feel now that you've gotten the emotions out of you after watching that four-hour journey I want more. Give it. Warner Brothers, give it to me. Are you hashtag restore the Snyderverse? You know I am. Yeah. Me too. We're gonna to talk about hashtag restore the Snyderverse. We're gonna talk about a little DC news on the front end of the show. We've got a uh, we we've got another review to to talk about. Mark, we got another review. Somebody reviewed our show. Oh, lucky us. It's exciting. And then we will obviously the main event. The reason you're probably here. Talk about episode two of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. We're going to start with this other stuff, so we will put in the show notes when we start that discussion. If you'd like to skip over some DC talk as well, but first, Mark, I want to make sure that uh, we get to this—not uh, iTunes review, but a Pod Chaser review. Uh, it, it, how do you feel about Pod Chaser, Mark? Are you a Pod Chaser fan, or have you? Do you even know what that website is? Do you think that sounds like a term of, of maybe a pervert who chases pods? How, how do you feel about all this?
1: Um, well, it definitely wasn't that one. Uh, not really familiar with pod chaser. I am a Apple to iTunes guy. That's where I've gotten my podcast for the last forever.
0: Because you're so. an Android user. Oh, no, you're an iPhone user. Never mind. What am I thinking?
1: I'm, thinking yeah, you of Robbie. I'm, I'm better than them.
0: Yeah, you're, you're just above them. That's all it is. Sorry. for I, I want to Mark publicly apologize for even implying you'd be an Android user. <laughs> Thank you. I That's offensive it. in and of itself. Is maybe this person is an Android user and, and I don't want to mock them for that, but I do. Do do we understand how those guys use collect their podcasts? Do they just use Spotify? Do they Probably have to
1: find whatever app allows them to download podcasts? Amazon Music? Like, so with what, that one, I mean, what is your go to app that at the point?
0: I mean, it is to me because, I, I mean, you would know this. Oh, yeah.
1: A, well, in our group chat, you were, like, dumbfounded. You are like, yeah, Android users use Apple iTunes, right? And, and we're all, like, no.
0: I'm it's dumbfounded because Apple reviews product. are hard to, like, get, look for in other spots. Like, I don't internally go, oh, I want to put a review in other spots. It's so, like when somebody said to me, I won't say which bro said that, <laughs> Robbie, Um, <laughs> hey, you should – be Telling people that are on Android to review in other spots, I was like, Well, where would that be? Yeah, like what's the hot
1: app that uh Android users it feels use?
0: like they use a hundred different apps? This one's from Podchaser. If you are an Android user, I suggest you do it on this site. It appears to be user friendly, and <laughs> we've gotten some reviews there before.
1: I'm surprised you didn't say if you're an Android user, sell it and get an iPhone. I just
0: expected sorry, that let me to start your over. If you're an Android user, Question everything that led you up to this point. If you're somebody that's like, hey, I need a sign from God to make different choices in my life, please hear this as the sign from God (laughs) to make different choices. It's better to not have a cell phone than have an Android. That's where I stand on the subject, okay?
1: There it is. That's the news, boys and girls.
0: Take that comment out of context, just like Robbie's, and put it everywhere on the internet from last week. This comes from LJ Lowry, dear friend of the show, Mark.
1: Mm, Indeed, I
0: love these guys and their conversations. They literally, literally, make me laugh out loud at work. It's a five-star review, Mark. Very kind. I didn't know you could listen to podcasts in the
1: Laser Take Arena. Oh, now you're going after LJ. Well, you said in your
0: at work. No, I didn't say that. That's what LJ said.
1: Oh, my bad. I thought that was me reading. I'm (laughs) sorry. I was just ready for the joke, LJ, The attack, Max. I'm sorry for interviewing a new review. I'm just always hot to make fun of Max. Did
0: you know that like Isaac and Jared have put some reviews on here too? I don't think we've ever read theirs. The we Might as well while we're here. LJ, we...
1: No, let's restart. Restart. Come back. Okay, let's restart here. Here we
0: go. LJ said, it's a five-star review. I'll say it again. I love these guys and their conversations. They literally make me laugh out loud at work. Love it. I don't feel like we're being that funny right now, but maybe LJ does. We appreciate that, LJ. It's very kind of you to leave that review. Uh, Jared. Maybe we're around each other so much that we really try as
1: hard to make each other laugh. Or maybe our basic banter back and forth is funny enough. for people. Yeah, I've wondered that, like,
0: because it does.
1: Like, we 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 always we, we've done our basic funny for the last like ten yeah. years or, or almost it was like ten years, where we try to keep one up in each other, just to get really bad eventually. I bet.
0: And there have been moments where I've like fist bumped by myself, or if I make you laugh about something, and I'm nice. like, yeah, Mark laughed. Or like if I'm mm-hmm. editing, I'll like, you know, just do one of those. I'll, I'll add a boy myself. This is from the Infinity Bear, a.k.a. Jarrett. He says, these guys are my favorite podcast to listen to for bad takes and great banter. He's not wrong, Mark. <laughs> I'm totally... That's pretty accurate. <laughs> this is great. I don't think... <laughs> I don't know if we've ever read this. I'm totally not biased in any shape or form, <laughs> and my love for Zane is not motivating this at all. Six out of six Infinity Stones.
1: Was that Robert? That was Jarrett. That was Jarrett. Oh, okay. okay.
0: This one's from I- Isaac Edlund. Isaac, okay. Wow, what a cool (laughs) crew. What a cool crew of dudes. Wow, what a cool group of guys. I bet they're just a blast to hang out with a bunch of cool cats and kittens here. (laughs) Joke's on that, loser. (laughs) (laughs) It's the worst review ever, Isaac. You can leave a review for us on Podchaser. Or if you're, you know... A human being who lives in a society like the Joker, you can leave it in an iTunes review. We'd love it if you did that. Uh, Let's dig into some nerd news. Hey, Zane, I was looking into getting into this Gunpla thing. There's one called the Unicorn Banshee. What the heck is that all about? Um, actually, Jarrett. what you're thinking of is RX0 Unicorn Gundam 2 Banshee, which is from the Mobile Suit Gundam. Actually, you know what? It's time for nerd news. Let's dig into it. Dig deep. Mark, I was pausing there because I just put our new bumper for Nerd News in there.
1: Well, I want the there. already said it. Let's dig deep. So, okay, when Nerd I edit this, bumper. do I have you
0: talking <laughs> during this bumper? Or because this is the first time, do I just put your comment after the bumper? After the bumper. I'll put it after the bumper. Uh, this comes from Variety.com. Uh, the Flash, the movie coming out in a, in a short time. It's called The Flash in 2022. It's supposed to be out November November 4th, 2022. Is that going to happen, Mark?
1: Um what will happen first? That or the Black Adam movie?
0: Oh, Black Adam movie is never happening. We're talking we have news about that movie and I don't think it's happening. Flash Ron Livingston has been cast in The Flash and will portray the the superhero's father, the superhero's father, Henry Allen. He replaces Billy Crudup who recently departed the role. Because of scheduling conflicts for the Apple TV Plus drama, The Morning Show. Phenomenal show, by the way. Phenomenal show. It's
1: great.
0: Production for The Flash has been postponed for a year due to the pandemic. Uh, And Ilo is also joining the cast as young Barry Allen. Mark, we want to hear your thoughts about this. But before we hear those, we want to make sure that those listening are familiar with our rating system in case you rate something. So we're going to go ahead and put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible, and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity Step. Mark, what is your thoughts on this news? And did you enjoy or not enjoy Billy Crudup in the role of Barry Allen's father in the previous movie?
1: I think uh, Billy Crudup is a good actor. I don't think him specifically being in this role, I think takes a big hit being replaced, I guess, like, especially by Ron Levinson. I think he'll, you get what you get. And it's a flash movie. So like literally his dad can be played by anybody depending on how he changes the timeline. So to me, that's not the biggest, like, Oh my gosh, the movie's ruined. Um, Like what this flash movie has been in talks for like the last three years. It's gone through like, two directors already, so maybe just one. I don't know. Just WB figure it out and throw us a movie.
0: I mean, at this point, there's no faith from my perspective from WB, and we'll talk about that just, I think, progressively as we hear more of these stories. I'll be able to flush out my reasons for that. I said to you guys in our offline conversation about this article that this is frustrating to me. One out of six this the Flash was one of the best parts of the Snyderverse, I mean, and the, the not the Snyderverse, excuse me, of the Snyder Cut. And I really, really enjoyed his arc with his dad in it, albeit it was a very short appearance from Billy Crudup. I was excited to see him dive more into that character in the following movie. This is no jab at Ron Livingston. I give this a 2 out of 6. Simply because I was excited about Billy Crudup in the role. And I really, really want the Flash to work out, especially after the success of the Snyderverse cut that we saw um, a couple weeks, a couple days ago. Excuse me. So, I, but, but I mean, I'm also on the flip side, Mark, kind of thrilled that Crudup decided to care more about the morning show than this. Like, it'd be
1: different. He was like, no, nah, I
0: just don't want to do it. Then it's then it gives you a question to like, OK, what's going
1: on? Versus it's like, well, this show I'm way more involved in. And yeah. They're probably paying him a lot more money, so it's probably like top on his list to like make room for. So,
0: and they need him in that show for season two.
1: And I'm sure with you know also with COVID is probably what is another reason why, well obviously why the Flash got pushed back, but probably how his his schedule got you know conflicted with.
0: Right, Ezra Miller's garbage in his personal life about that case where he oh, appeared Billy to be abusing not a woman, a
1: saint either. So no, 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 you know. no,
0: no, 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 not not what I'm saying. I'm just saying so that would either. also halt production. What are the odds, Mark, that they try to do a multiverse thing with this and kind of have the Flash notice that it's not his dad?
1: Well, I don't know if this is little bits. Well, that might be that might play the Flashpoint paradox if so they go off of that. But um going off of like other people, isn't Michael Keaton also another one that's a question mark now? I haven't read Was an it? article about it, but we can Oh there's my hot take. I think I saw something, but Oh wow. So I think COVID's throwing a lot of a lot of wrenches in here, but again, going back to if they're going to go flashpoint paradox and basically mess with the timeline or like bring in a bunch of characters, it really doesn't matter who the actor or actress is. And then you could play off of that if that's how you write the story. So
0: Yeah, I don't I, I think that's a very low chance. I think they're just gonna try to trudge forward, but we will see. Uh it's interesting. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I don't trust WB at all for it. But I'm excited for it. See,
1: I don't know what the word would be. Maybe it's loathe Warner Brothers currently with like their movies for their announcements. Because you're just like, I've, it's like, okay, you've been talking about this stuff forever. You talked about a background movie, but then Josh Whedon is found out to be a pervert. So like, we're not going to get a background movie. We get, they like barely, like they make all these announcements and never actually do anything. So I'm just, I WB just sucks.
0: You are transitioning us naturally to the next story, which is Hollywood Reporter is reporting that Pierce Brosnan, the Tomorrow ne- Will Never Die actor, is going to be playing Dr. Fate in the Black Adam movie. Now, Mark, we have talked about Black hey, I gotta Adam. I got to stop you. Out of, out of every movie you could tie Pierce
1: Brosnan to, especially any 007 movie, James Bond movie, you pick tomorrow's never die. I did that not like pick that. Eye. I was
0: reading the article.
1: Oh okay. Oh okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, that is not my choice. <laughs>
1: that that was my shock. I was just like, okay,
0: okay, go on. Go the on. problem sometimes with me in doing this show is that I will read things, and it might sound like I'm saying it, and I might get more credit for saying something that's factual than it really is. This is one of those times. You aren't writing
1: these articles? No. How do we get our news then?
0: <laughs> the Google machine.
1: So Zane's your article writer? Like, like
0: everybody else. Yeah, like everybody else, they get the news stories, and then they go talk about the news stories. I know. It's a tale Wild as old stuff. as time.
1: No, I, I uh,
0: what do, you, what do you think of this news, Mark?
1: My first thought was, I mean, nothing against Pierce Brodston. Like, I he'll probably kill this role if he actually, if they actually put him in a movie with this character. But why go someone... It was, basically, I was come back to it. This casting tells me that this character isn't a long-term thing. It's a one-off. Yes, agreed. I think if you if you were planning something bigger, you probably cast someone in their late 30s for this role. Like, you could have this person be a little bit older than the rest of the cast, maybe mid-40s. But Pierce Brosnan's like 60, isn't he? He's in his 60s. I
0: can look that up.
1: So, like... So, really, you're planning maybe one, two movies at most... Three movies a stretch. I don't know. And it's just, it just baffles me. Unless this unless like is like
0: 67 a, years old.
1: There you go. So he's a lot older than I initially thought. Unless this whole thing is like he's the rich, orig- he's going to be the DCU's original Dr. Fate in a sense. And then he passes like the, the passing of the right. proverbial torch. Well, in to Dr.
0: Fate, the blessing of that character is it doesn't have to be the same body. Exactly. Right. So I, I, I believe that's the direction they would go if they did it. But this this leads into the question we started the segment on. Is this movie even coming out when they say it's coming out? Like I just this movie pisses me off so much, Mark. We've talked about this so many times. It's on a Dr. Fate
1: movie. It's
0: he's being cast as Dr. Yes. Fate, right? And this yeah, is for but the Black like how Adam. How many times have we heard of a Black Adam movie happening? Um, since twenty eleven, yeah.
1: right? Or twenty twelve.
0: It was announced before there was yeah. a Shazam movie. So, yeah, the Rock's been talking about is. doing this movie for forever. Am I excited that Brosnan's in it? Assuming the movie happens, yes. I'll give it a 5 out of 6, simply because I think Brosnan is perfect for it. I agree with you. It's a one-off. However, the reality of it is this. I don't think this movie is going to be good because they've been all talk with this movie. And I don't trust the WB at all. I don't trust Warner Brothers in the slightest with DC properties right now. I don't trust them with how they're doing Flash right I now. H- however go watch titans that's been But it's good. like interesting like Marvel have you like Marvel would Marvel's done it like what 2 3 times where they've recasted low level people with like Ron Livingston like I, I just Marvel finds ways to schedule these people to make it happen why can't why can't Warner Brothers do that that's Billy Crudup he's a good actor yeah but he's not he's plays a f- He's not a, like a main
1: like superhero character. I mean, they
0: replaced Terrence Howard with Don Cheadle. Yeah, but they did that in the first one movie. movie. They did it before that. Everything was so serialized, and the thought process up after that was, "Hey, you got to sign the these long-term deals." Arguments going pills.
1: against you because with Billy Crudup, he's a a very small role in a, an ensemble movie. So really, he it's his first movie. So he's not actually been in an actual movie where he was actually a main part of it. So I think replacing that character is perfectly fine, and you're now using personal bias as you're being upset because you like screwed up a lot. Like I I understand that, but I I just like I
0: just don't think it's a big a big change. There is bias. The bias is in the Flash storyline. The bias for me is uh, yes, I understand. The f- the Flash spoiler spoiler alert for the Snyderverse just caught ahead thirty seconds from now. The Flash saved the universe. And the first thing he was thinking about was his dad, played by Billy Crudup. I just think that guy deserves a chance to come back, and I think there's a way they could do it with the morning show. When Ezra Miller is saying those lines, do you think he's envisioning? Well, Billy no, Crudup? I think he's envisioning a multiverse version of his dad, Mark, because that's the answer you would say.
1: What if the wild thing is is he was actually thinking about <laughs> about Livingston, and it just happens that he what gets if recast just, while
0: he was running. It was revealed that his mom's name was Martha.
1: That'd be wild. Can you imagine three Marthas in one universe?
0: I know. I know. Hashtag restore the Snyderverse. The campaign reaches over (laughs) 1 million tweets. This was 23 hours ago. This article was published, Mark, but the update on the bottom now says it's up to over 1.5 million tweets. It is the most tweeted Uh Hollywood hashtag in 24 hours, ever.
1: Suck at Warner Brothers.
0: Beating one movie. Do you know what movie it beat originally? Not hard if you think about it.
1: Um, Endgame?
0: It would be Endgame, correct. If you didn't hear our episode reviewing the Snyder Cut, go check that out. Episode 69, dot, dot, dot. Nice, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <Ha>. <laughs> ah. Mark, what did you think of this campaign. I mean, we kind of watched it a little bit from a social media perspective. It was trending, obviously, on Twitter. You and I are pretty engaged on Twitter. We're, we're, I think Twitter is one of our main sources of social media content. Yeah, I lurk. You lurk, yeah. You dabble. What did you think of this? Do you think this is shaking the boat at all for Warner Brothers, or do you think Warner Brothers is pretty firm on this?
1: If If it's not shaking the boat for Warner Brothers, Warner Brothers as a whole is unplugged from what they think their audiences want especially with Mar- or with dc stuff because if no one's no one like no big companies campaigning this hashtag it is the people and if you have 1.5 million people on just social on twitter using this hashtag there's probably a market for it that's just twitter that's just people that use twitter and it's WB, so it's like they could have a billion retweets and they're gonna be like, nah, man, we have different plans.
0: I just I I think a week away from this movie and just absolutely jamming out to the speed of force from Junkie XL while I've been working this week. I think that's the best song from that soundtrack on Spotify. I I have come to the unfortunate realization that DC has to end their partnership with Warner Brothers. I don't know how and when that happens. I don't know legally how that happens. Maybe you can speak more to that Mark than I could. I just know that in order for this to really probably get back on track for DC, they either need to be bought out by another company or Warner Brothers has to give control to somebody one To five people who could have creative control in a way that could get this back on track. And I mean, we talk about the Suicide Squad trailer, which we're going to talk about here in a minute. (laughs) Like, the tone is so much different in that trailer than any Snyderverse movie. Yet, I'm supposed to believe they're part of a shared universe. Or do you think it's just like, ah, they're all different universes? Is that how you're looking at it as a DC fan? Well, I've said this before on the podcast. I
1: mean, that's how it looks to be, and I feel like they should. I mean, if that's what they're gonna do, do that. Just be like, hey, we're just gonna make a bunch of movies and like one offs, and like that's how we're gonna do things, or try to tell a collective story, and not just like you know, oh, we're actually gonna connect these two movies together, but then these these ones are gonna kind of be their same thing. Because the Suicide Squad group of people in Birds of Prey, those all happen in the same universe or happen with the same group of people. So, like, everything, anything that's done affects their future in a sense. But then, like, the Ben Affleck Batman, Jared Letter, Joker are technically in that universe, but and so is everyone else. But it just seems like, are we branching away from those characters? So it's like, these people might still continue to do stuff. I don't know. I just think Warner Brothers is just really bad i, I just can't
0: I, I cannot believe that they're looking at this right now and they're really trying to make the excuse like well the fans didn't watch it the first time around well actually they did they just didn't re-watch it and that's the point you brought up last week on our episode you said like the problem isn't that people went to see it the first time it's that people didn't go to rewatch it to get to that 1.3 to 2 billion dollar mark that the avengers and mcu movies typically get to This is just so difficult for me, and and we'll talk about, and and I I have positive things to say about Suicide Squad, but the timing just does feel strange for me, Mark, to be frank. The timing, like, even the timing of the Pierce Brosnan news, like, I like that casting. I really do like that casting.
1: It just felt like, hey, you had the Snyderverse fun, but here's, like, forget about that, because Pierce Brosnan's gonna play... Dr. Fate in a movie that will never come
0: out. And that just doesn't carry enough weight for me to be pumped about that in comparison to what the Snyderverse was showing us. And this is the reason I think the epilogue is so stupid in the Snyderverse is like, you showed me what you could have done and now you're not giving it to me. And I know Snyder is just doing it to get us to talk about it. So I'm like, fine, I'll bite. I'll tweet about it. But I'm not going to get it. And I think that's frustrating. And Oh my gosh. All right Max, here here is the
1: the tr- here's why DC sucks at making movies or Warner Brothers sucks. DC Comics is under the umbrella of DC Entertainment. DC Entertainment is under the umbrella of Warner Brothers Global Brands and Experiences, which is under the umbrella of Warner Brothers, <coughs> which is under the umbrella of AT&T. Mm-hmm. So when you have that many hands in the
0: cookie jar, the cookies are eventually going to go stale or taste gross. Yeah, and, and it's clear that that's what happened with Justice League. We talked all about that last week, so we'll, we don't need to talk more about that right now. I guess just for me, Mark, it's DC news is just tough for me to hear.
1: And I feel the same way. I'm a big DC fan, but when it comes to Warner Brothers-related movies that are going to be made unless you're already in production. You've already teased me with clips. I don't want to hear your, your news. I just don't want to hear it. Yeah. Let's,
0: uh, I unfortunately have one more piece of news. I have to give you, even though you don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's fine. Let, let's talk about the suicide squad trailer, Mark. Um, th- I, this, I, I, I loved it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, real quick. I mean, just out the gate. Can you give us your rating of it? How did you feel about this trailer? I mean, we talked about the context of watching the Snyderverse this last week, but how did you feel about this trailer and the direction that what James Gunn appears to be taking it?
1: I'm 100% excited for this, and there are three reasons why I'm giving it a six out of six. Do you want them? Do you want them, Infinity I, I might as well. It's a podcast. Okay. This is the space to talk about it. Definitely looks like they start us off that like they're trying to go save Harley Quinn. Harley Quinn's already break broken out, and it's, just, and it's like, well, I want to be saved. I'll go back in. and You can save me. Love that. Um, King Shark rips a
0: dude in half. Do you know who King Shark's going to be played by?
1: Um, I don't know off the top of my head. Sylvester Stallone. Awesome. So he's the voice of him, because I think they had a stand-in. Correct. Yeah. Um, And the fact that John Cena's character... Um, That is what's his name again? I'm Peacemaker. That. Peacemaker. That's right. It says it, like you gotta go watch the Red Band trailer. Yes. Basically, it's like I will eat a, a shore filled with with penises in the name of liberty. And I'm like, you got John Cena to say stuff like that. That dude is the PG family friendly era top wrestler
0: of WWE. And I'm all in. This is tough for me. I. I. I am totally bringing my bias of what what's going on this week into the conversation, or the fact that giant the, the the surprise ending to that, that Star reveal is great.
1: We we knew that was coming. We talked about that a couple of months ago, but it's a it's a huge one. I've never seen one that big
0: I, in the comics. There's big ones. Well, I mean, not on the screen though, bro. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I <laughs> Um, let me read the IMDb real quick. Uh, Harley Quinn, blood sport, peacemaker, and a collection of cons at Bell Reve prison join the super secret super shady task force x where they're heavily armed and dropped off at the at a remote enemy infused island of Cordo maltese uh it stars margot robbie idris elba john cena joel kinnaman taika watiti sylvester stallone viola davis jai courtney michael Rooker, who's playing savant really pumped about that uh alice braga uh nathan fillin Fillion, uh pete davidson david dasmalkian uh, Sean Gunn playing Weasel. That's pretty fun. Uh, Michaela Hoover, Peter Capaldi, Storm, uh, Storm Reid, Flula Borg, and Steve uh, Age. Age? Age? age Want to give a shot at that? Don't know. He's, he's the body of King Shark, apparently, Mark. This was written and directed by James Gunn, according to IMDB. I... I Mark, I'm giving it a four out of six for a couple reasons. One, the Snyder verse is totally taking some of the some of it off off, off the top. So right there, the best it's going to do for me is a five. Just after last week, I was not blown away by this trailer. It, it was about what I expect from a James Gunn trailer: some inappropriate humor. You referenced the the shore of dicks, penises, penises, dicks pen 15s, whatever you want to call them. I really don't. It just isn't funny. Those jokes don't land for me. I know they land for other people, but it's like, all right, yep, we get it. Peacemaker will do anything for his country. He's a distorted captain america whatever sorry for that his xenophobia is too much xenophobia whatever dog i (laughs) like that's not that's nowhere near the direction i wanted to go but okay uh, (laughs) i think margot robbie is fantastic as his character she's obviously a bright spot in birds of prey i can't deny that just a little bit we got in this
1: trailer did it seem like she's even more like the Harley Quinn that we got like in the animated series? Oh,
0: yeah. I think Margot Robbie gets better at this role every time.
1: It, that's what I thought. Or, I'm no, it. I
0: agree. I think every time she, she gets into this character, she understands it a little more. And, and I mean, I forget the gal's name that plays her in the animated series. But she obviously is the embodiment of that character. She's created that. But Margot Robbie really has a stake in this character long term. Mm-hmm. And I think she's got a lot of, argument to be made that she has possession of that character long term as anybody else i really like king shark i will say that i love that sly is voicing him i love just the, like hand yes that is your hand okay i love that that's good humor mm-hmm. the weasel stuff that's great i'm here for it and that and and this is where james gunn for me he i like james gunn, he, gunn's humor but i know in a james gunn movie i'm gonna get some really inappropriate jokes that aren't gonna land for me every time it's kind of why, for me, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 like just can't probably ever be a 6 for me. Guardians of the Galaxy 1 will be a 6 for me simply because of its originality. We've seen the Suicide Squad, unfortunately, with the David Ayer directing earlier. So, as far as I'm concerned, James Gunn is behind the 8-ball because of that. Ooh, and, actually, and the, and the we haven't cut. seen
1: the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah. that's yeah, coming out. Suicide Squad already came out. Yeah. And, and you may think about that with, like, you know, you don't like inappropriate jokes as much. If we were one person, we would love both... The second Guardians
0: of the Galaxy, and this <laughs> new the movie, Suicide yeah. Squad movie. Suicide Squad movie. The Squad side movie. No, the Squad I, movie. I but I like that he brought. I, and I, another thing I like too that that Gunn is doing here, and I think this is kind of the right choice to do as a DC director is bring Margot Robbie back, and bring Viola Davis back. I like the, and bring Jai, and bring Jai Courtney back, and. uh... Joel Kinneman, the guy who plays... Yeah, them. Joel Kinneman, yeah, who plays Rick Flag, yeah. Yeah. Bring, bring back the core that made that movie
1: good. I don't think... To- and that's the whole thing with, this, like, the Suicide Squad. It's, like, it doesn't have to be the same people. You can continually no. interchange them.
0: Yeah, but Kinneman Kinneman was, like, whatever in that movie. I
1: No, I'm just saying, like, that, that's the, the beauty of the Suicide Squad. Yeah, no, yeah, like, correct. As, like, you know, going to the comics, it doesn't... It's not always yeah. the same people. So that's why you can continue telling the story. And bringing new characters
0: around. I'm speaking, unfortunately, with my lack of trust with WB. But thankfully, I have a lot of trust in James Gunn. And so Amen. I think it'll be a solid film. I just already know, like, this isn't going to be a movie you're going to be able to watch with your kids.
1: And I beg the difference. I remember going to Deadpool when that dropped in theaters. And both times I went, people were out with their kids.
0: Those people are idiots. I'm excited to see Savant. Uh, Pete Davidson is severely overrated, so I know a lot of people are excited about him, and I'm like, whatever, Pete Davidson is not funny to me. Polka Dot Man is great, pretty pumped about that. The Thinker is in it, pretty pumped about that. Yeah, there's it, there's going to be some really cool DC characters coming to the screen that James Gunn gets to talk about, and the marketing is already clearly better than the first time around, too. That's great. We're not going to see as much Joker like we did the first time around, and that's very, very good because I don't like Trade Leto's Joker in the slightest. Do you think we get any Joker in this movie? No. What's your What's your I, thought on that? Please no, please. I'm begging James Gunn not to.
1: I, I bet he, I bet he's not. That he's big, not. Isn't the whole premise is like they're not even in the country? They're in Cornwall, Maltese,
0: and they go somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. They're putting them in a remote island away from everything else, so they don't even have to worry about the story. Which, by the way, is a great call, and I'm assuming James Gunn made that choice. So, anything else to say about that trailer, Mark? Um, I guess not. I'm just I'm pumped for it. So. And you know what? If you're pumped for it as a listener, let us know in our Discord channel. You can check out our show notes. Go to the bottom. We have a link to our Discord channel. Just just hop on in there and uh, pull on over to the tab that says DC stuff. Give us a conversation. Is there a character you're looking forward to seeing? Do you want to see Joker? Are you pumped to see Sly doing King Shark? We'd love to know your thoughts, and we'd love for you to be engaged in the conversation and keep it going with us, okay? And I'm sure Robbie's going to have a lot of strong thoughts on this as well. Let's go to Falcon in the Winter Soldier. We're going to do a non-spoiler review of episode for Mark episodes one and two, and for me episode two. Once we do that, we will share a spoiler bumper. After the bumper, everything past that will be a spoiler rating. But Mark, because you weren't on last week, and you and I did all the WandaVision episodes together, so I was I was a little to be honest, Mark, I was a little sad last week not having you. Oh, I know, I missed you. I was I'm, I was I was like, where were the conspiracy boards? Jarrett was saying that Captain America is living on the moon, but I that just wasn't enough. Wasn't enough. I needed more. I needed more craziness. Captain America's living on the moon.
1: <laughs> it's nighttime. We get moon night. <laughs> there you go. Thank you.
0: Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. <laughs> <Make that laughs> yeah, Mark, but uh share share your thoughts on um episode one real quick, and then just go ahead and dive, give your non-spoiler rating of episode two.
1: Yeah, episode one definitely just like any new show, you just kind of see if it lands and gets on the tracks for you. Um, but back in the second watch, you kind of get, you know, the where everyone is after the blip and you get Sam giving up the shield and everyone's wondering why and blah, blah, blah. You get the flag smashers. Or wait, what did, uh, what did Isaac call them or Jared call them? Jared called them the, fl- the, the, the flag breakers. The flag breakers, that's right. Um, you get introduced to them. Trying to figure out who they are, and if you know, you get the inkling that there's a another super soldier or you know super you know powered person, and then if you know tops it all off with, and then you get the whole Bucky thing. You know Bucky's still dealing with his past, and then you get the new Captain America, Johnny Walker. So I I mean, I, I would give it a five point five or six. All right. Kind of planted all it planted all the, it planted enough seeds for you to be like, all right, let's see where they're going to go with this. So
0: that's episode one. So what is your non-spoiler review of episode two? I
1: thought it was great, six out of six. I thought it gave us a lot of context or a more context of some situations that are happening. You get uh, better bonding. I feel like a better bond. Might have been forced a little bit between Bucky and Sam. Dives deep mo- or not deep, but it dives more into this new Captain America. Um, dives deep into. Goes into more of the flag breaker, flag smashers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Dude, that's that's totally—it's me
0: Mephisto's advocate from Wandavision and Flag Breakers now.
1: Yep, I feel like this episode is definitely—you start, you could start piecing the red twine on different stuff on your conspiracy board and start tying stuff to different places with this episode. That's why I felt.
0: Yeah, I, my non-spoiler review of this episode is. Another great piece of storytelling in regards to sharing backstories of key characters we've been walking with through the MCU for Bucky Barnes in particular, dating back to the first Captain America movie, a very long time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We're seeing the threat of this show poke its head out finally. We finally got to see what the new Captain America would be like as a person and there were some shocking things. There were some not shocking things, but there were some ways that I was shocked. I give this episode still a five out of six. I'm pleasantly surprised so far, Mark, through these two episodes. I feel already like I'm going to enjoy this more than WandaVision in the long run, and I really, really appreciate this episode. It's the same as the first episode. The pacing of both of these episodes have been tremendous to me, it doesn't feel like we're wasting time. Every moment is captured correctly. And it's an appropriate amount of time, Mark. I didn't feel like it was too short. And I yeah. appreciate that. And I know you do. I know you appreciate that. I don't think Marvel could have, like, fixed that between shows. But I'm thankful that the producers of this show had a better outlook of how to do that than the WandaVision producers. So, Well, also less episodes, too. So. For sure. Yeah, but I think WandaVision thought with nine episodes they got to do these 30-minute shows to make it like a sitcom. And I just don't think that they needed to do that. I think they they could have done that for a couple, but not everyone. But that's neither here nor there. I've spoken down upon that show too much at this point. So from this point on, we are going to have spoiler reviews and discussions around the Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode 2. So this is your spoiler warning. This is... Prepare yourself. An Infinity Bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler... all right mark you gave this a six out of six how did you feel diving right in with john walker and the piece of crap that is this new captain america (laughs) and before i before you answer mark i just got to say i've never wanted a person in the mcu to die quicker than this character not thanos not any not loki not ultron this guy has got to go and it can't happen soon enough i despise this character We'll talk more about that. you go ahead. Do you, do you despise him, and I think a lot this is probably a lot
1: of people's thought. Do you despise him because of the way he looks, or is it because he he said yes when they are when obviously a Senate committee
0: basically selected him? I despise him because the show is telling me to despise him. They've done a great job of coaching me up to do that. Mm-hmm. The storytelling up to this point has earned this character being despicable without saying a line going into episode two. Also, to be frank i it did shock me last week when Sam didn't take the shield. It did shock me when Sam gave the shield back to the government
1: and okay, this is the other thing that I think we got a little bit in this episode didn't it, it kind of made it sound like Sam was asked to be Captain America, and he decided and he chose not to like that's what it kind of sounded like they they had asked him. And he stepped
0: away from it. And that's why they asked for the shield back. I think it felt like that. I don't know if I would call it explicitly that. I mean, if if Falcon really went at that point in the story and told the government, I'm Captain America, would they have been upset? Sure. But I still think out of respect for what the Avengers are and what they did, they that he could have gotten away with it. This show has just decided to take a more political approach to why this character is making this choice. And I have thoughts on that later when we talk about certain scenes. also around that.
1: with with Captain America with the new Captain America, because we get the scene where, you know, he talks to his I'm guessing at least girlfriend, maybe wife. And like his buddy, his you know, his bucky in a sense. Or Sam, however you want to look at it. Yeah,
0: Battlestar, screw that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah. Battlestar. <laughs> so, um you know, you get that little dialogue, you know, try to humanize him in a sense. And then he goes out there and he's like signing autographs and toys, so it's like these toys were already in production probably before they announced it.
0: So which tells me they had planned this for a while. When I was looking up research for Battlestar today, I was pleasantly surprised to see that the rumors had been out there a lot while ago. I just guess didn't, it didn't really matter to me at the time about that specific rumor. Once I saw John Walker was going to be in it, I had a mindset of where I thought this was going to go in terms of comic book stories. That being said, I just cannot stand either of these characters, Mark. And I totally tip my hat to the MCU and the actors and the directors because that's exactly how it should be. And these guys are just absolute clowns to me. And I I, I legitimately, like, cringed when they showed up to the fight on the truck scene. I cringed. After
1: after listening to you guys talk about the first episode, I'm thinking, oh, this is where he's going to die. And then it's going to be Sam and Bucky with the shield. Like you know, go like it's te- like that's where we're blasting off into the into the main story that's what I kind of expected and then it didn't when happen. Battlestar
0: fell off the truck and then John Walker throws it underneath him, first of all, that was pretty cool. I'll give credit to John Walker, that was cool, but like I thought he was dead for sure. I was like, Battlestar's dead. there's no way he lives through that. that's dead
1: and with new cap, are are we supposed
0: to start believing that this dude might be enhanced so he's way? not enhanced yet the, and they talk about that in. In the episode, but they say he's like he's the he's the top of the class.
1: Yeah, I understand that, but it just seemed like him jumping from the helicopter just looked like a super soldier, like length the jump, if that makes sense.
0: But we we get our introduction to John Walker. Takes him back to his high school. We obviously don't hear much about his girlfriend or wife or whoever she is. But we see his digital resume. We see that obviously he's one of the best from his school at West Point. Uh, three different yep. um, is uh, it Medal, Medal of Honor? Of Honor yeah. I believe. And it, it appears, Mark, and this is an interesting choice. This is the second episode I've been surprised by a choice here. It appears that this guy is trying to be a good Captain America. Because when I, in my understanding of this character, when I heard about this show, my thought process around this was, okay, he's just going to be a total D-bag. And at the end of episode one, that, that scene, that one scene where he gives a wink affirmed that. And... I was pleasantly surprised to kind of see him be vulnerable with his buddy and his girlfriend slash wife. But not only that, the dialogue with the news reporter gave credence to, okay, he's confident. He's not arrogant, but I would imagine we're going to break into his character a little more as we go along and we'll find out things we don't like. Lamar Hoskin that plays Battlestar. Lamar Hoskin is the, is the, is the character's name, not the actor's name. Absolute clown. Can't stand him. (laughs) It's it's insane. Like like you nailed it. It's like, is he Bucky or Sam in this narrative? I and I think that's intentional that they chose him for this, but like just seeing Bucky's reaction to this revelation that John Walker is gonna be Captain America still just like I, I mean, and he's on the floor having PTSD still angry, like just summed up my reaction, Mark. I was just like disgusted.
1: And I'm sure that's how those guys would feel. Or, the you know, anyone who was around who knew Steve would probably feel the same way. And then, you know, as we learn later on in the show, how Bucky really feels about that. I think that's can be allowed. I mean, I think those guys can definitely feel that way about this because they were, A, Sam was led or kind of understood that, hey, this is just going to be in a museum. They're not replacing or making a new cap, And then Bucky's like, hey, they're bastardizing my best friend.
0: Well, and it leads Bucky to go confront Sam, and that kind of pairs them up, which was kind of like because at first they were separated. It just felt like we jumped right into that scene without a smoother transition. It, it felt that that felt a smidge rushed. But we get finally another great fighting scene. We had it in the first episode, but this truck fighting scene, we've seen glimpsed of, glimpses of it in trailers, but we have not seen Battlestar and Captain America at least john walker i'm gonna call him john walker i'm not gonna call him captain america i'm not gonna do that oh
1: and and before we got to that fight we see because i i think it was a throwback to the first avengers where captain america jumps out of the plane without or even or even winter soldier jumps out of the plane without a, a parachute he
0: jumps out without a parachute and then red wing comes up to him bucky does yeah <laughs> got that all and in they Emma. have like this these bro fights right like one thing that I like about this show that it's doing that other shows don't have is it's got this lethal weapon vibe to it mm, yeah where just these guys are just like total jerks to each other and they they have these goofy therapy sessions or they're sitting on planes trains and automobiles and they're grouchy at each other all the time. They don't want to be with each other, but for the sake of the story and for the sake of their motivations, they have to be together. And I agree with you, Mark, but it's interesting too, the parallels. So now like, is that a Captain America parallel or is that an Iron Man parallel? Because remember in Iron Man, in Avengers, excuse me, Iron Man jumps out of the plane and says, I have a plan, attack. And that's basically what Sam did. So I just found that to be a, and again, this is what Marvel is so freaking good at. They can do scenes and draw back to previous scenes that people just absolutely adore. This is another example of it where they can reference two different scenes in one little scene. I loved it. I loved that Sam got called white wolf and white. I'm sorry. White panther. Yeah. White panther. But then he's like, it's white wolf, but destroying red wing. Like that was interesting. So now that's going to take away that piece of Sam. Yep. So Sam's not as OP now without that. And they get their butts kicked again. Like, Sam Sam and Bucky just aren't winning. I mean, Sam won his first fight with the military, but like, I just see a lot of losing fights moving forward in this show,
1: don't you? Well, I think that's what we're supposed to get initially is like, hey, these guys aren't really working well together. And I bet by the end, we're probably going to get that where they're, you know, functioning way better as a team.
0: Do you think they're going to team up with US Agent and Battlestar eventually? I think
1: they're going to kind of have to, even though like this episode kind of ends in a low note for those you know those two sets yeah uh, groups of people
0: i also thought it was really interesting that they revealed that the government's been spying on the red wing them using red wing and yeah i'm with you i just like i think they're gonna have to pair them up but like what does u.s agent get the super soldier serum is that what happens here or does he get killed and that's how they get the shield? Like, like, where are they going with this? Cause I don't know. This is a different beast to me than WandaVision. This is a story to me that feels like could affect the entire world. Or politically set up things like the Thunderbolts, which we know have been in talks. Or just even like, I, could it affect some stuff in Black Widow? I don't know. Or is there stuff in this show we don't realize that are being affected by Black Widow's movie? How is this going to have ripple effects down the line? Like, are people all going to be like, "This is stupid," or is everybody going to be like, I, "I just don't think you bring,"
1: I don't think I just don't think the New Cap's going to die. I do think we might get what's his other what's his other aliases. I think we might get that. I think he might get superpowers somehow and become what is it, the Patriot?
0: Right? Patriot would be a young Avenger, not him.
1: Or U.S.A. U.S. Agent, I think is what they call him, right?
0: Yeah, calling him Agent. So maybe Agent. he'll
1: go down go down that route but because I, I just feel like this the show's got to end with sam or bucky with the shield as new captain america
0: this episode to me proved it's got to be sam right like bucky bucky is like you have to take it and this is the whole show where or the whole series has got to be
1: sam realizing that he is worthy and i think we're going to get that obviously in the next four episodes at some point where he finally actualizes who he's supposed to be But if any, like, Battlestar is the only one I see dying. I just feel like... You
0: think Battlestar dies and that motivates US Agent to become bad, air quotes.
1: Oh, bad, maybe? Or something with that situation makes him be like, I can't be Captain America because I wasn't able to save my buddy or something like that. Because I just feel like we're we're supposed to lead or be led that, hey, we hate this guy. Don't like him. Don't like him because you're not going to like him. But then he's going to redeem himself somehow. I just feel like that's what's going to happen.
0: I think he's only going to get worse. I just, I just don't see redemption right now because he's not
1: a super power, like a superhero in a sense where he's like overpowered. He is literally just being. He's, he's not a super high ranking person in the military either. He's just
0: doing what he's being. Who do told. you hate more right now? Warner Brothers owners, presidents, CEOs, or it's that one? <laughs> it's I don't even. I don't or really John Walker. Tell
1: me what the. It's the Warner Brothers. I like, I like I'm the. I might be the. Mark, Mark be the there's a legitimate goodness. argument
0: for John Walker right now. There's a legitimate argument for
1: John Walker. It's, it's not him. We're we're being, and I'll eat my words if it turns out that he like we find out he drinks the blood of babies to gain his power and stuff like that. Then so be it. But at this current moment, the the writers and the show is making you think that way. But I don't think that character as a whole is a bad I don't think person. they're making us think that as way. A I
0: think Steve Rogers' character and the standard he set for a decade is making us think that way. And
1: and who developed the Steve Rogers in the MCU again? Oh, wait. I already answered my question. The MCU. What are you watching? What, Vulcan and Winter Soldier on? Oh, MCU. My bad. Uh, sorry, Max.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the scene where they picked him up in the car was fascinating. I cannot stand them. It's just... We also find out that there's this group called the Global Retriation Committee where essentially they're a coalition of world governments. They're a coalition of world governments getting people where they need to be after the blip. It's this overarching thing that probably will turn into something bad eventually (laughs) because that's how comic books work. And we get a ton of interesting people introduced this episode. First of all, we get more detail on who the Flag Smashers are. We find out that they're bringing medicine to those in need but that they're all super soldiers. It's not like one or two of them. It's all of them. And, and, and I want to hold back on that. I think right now we think we're being led to think they're super soldiers. I wonder if they're not. Yeah,
1: but like, how do you, how do you explain? Okay. B- because like, there have been rumors. More on that. There have
0: been rumors that these are in humans. Oh, that's right. That's right. So little bits, by the way,
1: I, yeah, little bits. So you're, so you would say they're not in the true sense super soldier serum people they are inhumans who have enhanced abilities but they all happen to just be super
0: strong right but the problem is is inhumans all have different abilities so yeah so i don't know i i'm just saying nobody's explicitly said yet that that's where they're getting these powers from and know what if we were if this was first
1: before wandavision i'd be like yes that's what it is mephisto's also an inhuman <laughs> mephisto's, advocate, yeah. and mephisto's the, the the leader of all this but it's like I, I don't think I don't think it's that, that that deep like no I get you in conspiracy I think it probably is something that especially what we find out after they have this encounter that I think it is straightforward it is
0: super and soldiers. that's and, and there's nothing wrong with that being the arc like uh, uh, super soldiers in the in the MC, in not the MCU in the Marvel comics super soldiers is a decades long story. So, like, that that doesn't, that's not going to, like, make me feel stupid or feel cheated if we don't get that, right? <laughs> like, I'm fine with it. I just, there's also a part of me that's like, eh, it seems too easy. But then you're, you're nailing it, too, with the WandaVision part of me is like, do not read too much into things.
1: But that's what's fun about it.
0: Yes, that is part of, that is unfortunately part of the bit.
1: Or because it's six months after, what if those are people that were in the town Westview?
0: that's a Mark that is a a that's a great great take I would love it if episode five was that it's revealed they were all in Westview I would love that
1: I mean the only person we've heard talk is the um the redheaded
0: Morgantown yeah
1: yeah uh lady and she obviously has um is it a German accent or like
0: a British British
1: is it British X, my bad. Um, So, like, she, I guess, could be ruled out from being a woman. The house they went to
0: was German. How sucky does it have to be? You're from Westview, New Jersey. You get blipped out of existence for five years. Uh Uh-huh. You come back. You're starting to get back in the swing of things. It's been three weeks, four weeks. (laughs) And all of a sudden, you're a character in a sitcom. Yep. And you have nightmares of Wanda and you have no control of your body. And the child you haven't seen in five years, that's now seven years old, is also under her control. I mean, just like how sucky of a life is that guy or gal?
1: It's, it's wild stuff. If that's yeah. And
0: they just happen to be in New York City the, the day the Avengers attack happened. All right.
1: We, we, we have to backtrack to this part. When you mentioned that, you know, they, they had the safe house and like the, the dude and his wife who like prepared everything for them. Who do you think they're a part of? I don't know. Like, I just feel like, cause, cause they, ca- didn't that guy call someone too? Well, so when- power
0: broker is the one that texted Morgantau saying, I'm going to kill you. And power broker sure. in the comics is a supplier of super soldier serum. His identity is someone separate in the comics. However, my belief is whoever that character is, is going to have some value in this universe. So I foresee it being somebody on the lines a Thunderbolt Ross <sighs> that's kind of all i've got to be frank like i mean what political figures do we you know you keep saying you're gonna be frank cannot who am i gonna be if you're gonna be frank well do we go with the everybody loves raymond approach and you're Marie, or there you go, if I'll, I be go you wanna I'll be, be Marine? Marine. Okay. you want i'll be good enough yeah. just no i I, I appreciate it. thank you we're and we're a show that needs to have clarity I just don't know. I, I like that kind of seems to be the only character in this universe that could connect that would work as the power broker. But on the flip side, some people think it's Zemo right now, but I don't think it's Zemo. I, I feel like Well,
1: definitely within this movie, it would be kind of difficult if Zemo's been the architect, but but
0: he, he's got the chess board, board and that symbolizes he's the head of the game. He's four moves of everybody. We're the X Men. Well no, who else no, who else played <laughs> the, the X Men chess? Oh no! no. Magneto. Magneto and he was in and he was always three steps ahead of Charles.
1: Yeah, so obviously either Mephisto or Magneto
0: show up in this series, or <laughs> Magneto is Mephisto. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> End of the episode. Well, we Question love you guys three thousand. This was a great episode.
1: Yeah, we get them. We get them all fighting. We get obviously both teams fail fighting these um flakes. Well, and I think
0: it's I uh, I, I I just. <laughs> I think it's great that they leveled the playing field for Bucky and and Sam. They like they have to fight like normal now. But like the crazy thing is like Bucky's chasing after the truck on foot and like that shot was just it was it was like Infinity War when Captain America and uh Black Panther just sprinting out in front of everybody. You're just like these guys are so much faster than everybody else. It's crazy. I like those subtle things that they do with those characters and like how Sam Flies around, very agile-like, and under the trucks, and I just like those kinds of touches. I think they're great. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, Falcon reminds Bucky after they lose that they can't steal the shield because they were on the run for two years, and he's like, I'm not willing to do that again. And that's when Bucky introduces us to Isaiah Bradley. And, Mark, this opens a can of worms for a couple different reasons. And I want to talk about the, the serious one, Do you want to go serious first or do you want to go comic book first? Let's go comic book first. Okay, so in regards to comic books, we find out that Isaiah Bradley is one of the 300 people that were tested on after Captain America was made. And he is essentially another iteration of Captain America. And we actually see this on physical display, which was great. I loved it. And this was totally out of left field. I did not expect this to come up. But another comic book reference that was huge, that Jarrett called it last week, and I said there was time for it, but here we are, is his grandson is Patriot, one of the young Avengers. And who answers the door for Bucky and Sam? It is Patriot, the, the, the kid who is Patriot. I was floored by this. I couldn't believe that this early on we were seeing both of these characters, that especially Isaiah Bradley in particular had a role to play in all of this. And this is not the last time we're going to see him, I think, in the show. Don't you think, Mark? Probably not. But this is a third Young Avenger, too, that's introduced. In, in, in 11 episodes of Disney Plus TV, we have introduced three Young Avengers. That mm-hmm. They have to be doing something with the Young Avengers moving forward.
1: Well, one would think that that would be a great possibility.
0: I just, I it's just like I just can't believe how quick it came. Like last week, Jarrett was talking about it, and then it just boom showed up. And I think that's what I appreciate well, about the pacing it's of this pretty show. Pretty amazing how awesome Marvel and Disney are making
1: their shows connect and slowly bringing in new characters and giving you good content and actually caring about what they're doing. I
0: know. Now you're now you're ranting so, about deep. Cherish it. Cherish, cherish it. For the love of God. <laughs> At least you also like Marvel.
1: Yeah. Can you imagine if
0: I like... If you were one of those DC fanboys... I I
1: couldn't like it in front of you guys. If you were one of
0: those guys that couldn't like Marvel, ugh, you'd be insufferable. But I thought it was interesting that Bucky never told Cap. But why would he? Because because it's the right thing, because Cap would want to know. Cap would have helped him out. I don't know. Because I think he doesn't tell him.
1: Because I don't think he would have went back. I think I think Bucky may have known that. Like he would have went back to Carter, and lived his life if he would have known there was other super soldiers still. That out That is there. a
0: unbelievably fair point, and I concede to that. <laughs> that that I'm serious. Like never <laughs> has never has resonated me, but that makes complete sense, and that lines up with the decision making of everything that's happened.
1: I mean, that's why I don't tell you some things because I care about you and your well being.
0: Thanks, Mark. I'm I could buddy. always I could always go uh, off to – what does he go to? The 30s, the 40s with Sarah? I could always – 45. 45, hour 45, no problem. Here's where this show did some really great things to me, Mark, and some really kind of not so great things. And I want to hear your thoughts as well. But we're getting, again, another episode and commentary. And I shared this with our offline chat that we have when we kind of prep and just talk about things throughout the week is – they're putting trigger warnings now on the front of these episodes. Did they? Because I didn't see one when I watched it twice. It is on the synopsis of the show. Oh, well, then, of course, I didn't read it. Yeah, well, you're, you're not, not going to really read the synopsis, but it's there. And there's screenshots of it. You We can maybe throw one of those in the show notes if you're interested in reading sure. that.
1: I. I and, and they're talking about that police scene, right? Like that was the trigger
0: warning? I don't know. And here's 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 where I kind of want to talk about this. I, I really, really, really think the bank scene last week in episode one was an excellent way to have this dialogue about what I believe and am interpreting—not believe necessarily, but am interpreting as I watch this show as systemic racism. And now we're getting another example of systemic racism where—and this is historical— the government did test on people of color during World War II. They would test gas masks on certain people to see if the, the masks worked, and they would put people through torturous situations. and They had to come out and apologize to people of color for this.
1: This is and going off of that, like kind of the tie into the series is that's kind of how um, Isaiah talks about, like that's what he was absolutely. You know, he was in prison, so it's just like they imprisoned years. a soldier that they. And tested on him. And like, of course this dude is going to be pissed at anyone who wants to talk about it or take his freedom away from him. And yeah, it's, I mean, I don't think I'm the one who should be justifying or talking about it. It's not in my thing, but yeah, it's stuff that needs to be out there that people need to understand that. Like, Hey, there are people groups in our, especially in our country that have been very much persecuted and still are, but horrific things happened in our past. Or at the
0: bare minimum, if you are somebody that thinks that we need to, air quotes, move on from the subject, then these people need to, at some point, feel validated and heard in their frustrations in these tensions. They've never had that space or time to process those frustrations and tensions. And the, bu- the buck tends to get passed a lot when the government is the problem. So... It, the Isaiah Bradley stuff was a great unique way again just like the bank scene last week to really communicate this message that Sam is struggling with taking this shield and part of it is because of in his mind the color of his skin whether you like that narrative or not that's the narrative that they're choosing to go with Sam well and and i think what
1: i think pushes that even deeper is when he, they're walking up to the house and the two kids say, hey, you're Black Falcon. And he's like, no, I'm just Falcon. I loved Falcon. It. I
0: love it. I loved that dialogue, Mark. I thought that was one of the-
1: And I know I, and I it was supposed to be totally- No, it was not. Baking, but it, it's very- No, well, that's what it was supposed to- I think that's that's like the top layer. But when you go deeper into that, it's supposed to be, supposed to be super impactful that people love to put labels on people.
0: In society what? today, we have a label issue, in my opinion. And I don't want to get too political on this subject, but like- I totally agree with you, Mark. Like, people put labels on everything from gender to race to ethnicity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I really, really thought that was a great way to articulate that. I, I think I love all the stuff they're doing with Sam. Where this really, really frustrated me, Mark, was when they had the scene with the cop pulling, arresting them. Here's why this frustrated me. One, you just got done with a great with two back-to-back great scenes of what you just talked about, the encounter with the kid on the street, a great dialogue from Sam. And by the way, that to me is Sam showing his like why he should be Captain America colors right there. That is like a Captain America would say something like that. Um and I'm not speaking of Steve Rogers, I'm speaking of the symbol. And then we get the great Isaiah Bradley scene which is directly tied to history and my thing with this storyline is you have to uniquely share this perspective without beating it over the heads of people because if you beat it over the heads of people, they're just going to claim that it's political propaganda, and they're just going to claim that it's frustrating. and and i I really feel like we I, I feel like Marvel could have been better in my opinion than doing the classic two white cops pull over and arrest the black dude. I, I really think they could have done better than that story in that moment, to be frank, Mark.
1: But they didn't do that. They arrested Bucky. They arrested
0: Bucky, but the reason they pulled over was for that. And and I just think...
1: But but then it, you're indicating that that's not a real thing that happens to real That's life.
0: not what I'm saying. I'm saying... But that's what it sounds like to me. That's fine that it sounds so like that way to that you. Out. What I'm articulating is that is a overdone scene in cinema and in TV that... You can and they have done phenomenal, unique ways of articulating that story through the eyes of Sam in the bank scene and the scene with Isaiah and the scene with the kid on the street. They could have been creative there again and had. What do you mean the bank scene? The bank scene from episode one, where the loan, where he couldn't get the loan.
1: Well, he couldn't get the loan because his finances didn't show that he could get the the loan. Well, the implication too was that
0: uh, of the color of his skin.
1: Well, okay, I understand that part, but having being, being. now I got to say this, being in the banking world, that, and especially on that side of stuff, that's, I mean, we're in the MCU, so maybe it works differently. So, because it's in a different universe, but in the real world. In
0: Vidi Bros. universe, won't won't, Mark does not speak on the half of the MCU banking system. Go ahead, Mark.
1: But in, in real life, especially in the, if you're getting a business loan, because that's what they're probably doing, because it's a phishing thing, you literally need to prove that you have stable income. Like, five years in the past. And if you can't prove that, they're not going to give you a loan. It's just that's that simple. And it's kind of the same thing when you go get a mortgage. Like, if you don't have proof of income and assets, you're not going to get a loan. And I get... So now I'm I'm going to side with you, I guess, this is where you're going with it. Where they're pushing it too far down to make it political yes. and propaganda-ish. Sure. Um, But I guess I see... It, like, the bank one, I'll, like, I'd fight against that. What they did with in this scene, I think is a natural situation that does sadly happen.
0: And I'm not speaking to that. I'm speaking to, okay. there are creative ways to tell this story without having to retread the old stories that every single movie and TV show that's dealing with people of color and trying to tell that story is showing. I, I really feel like that's a, a part of cinema and TV right now that happens frequently. And it, does that happen in real life? Maybe, maybe it does. It probably does in a lot of circumstances.
1: Well, neither of us have ever probably I don't think you or I haven't been arrested. So You're nailing don't. it.
0: Like I'm we're two white guys talking about a comic book show on a podcast. Like we have Whoa, no don't label me, bro. We don't have that perspective. I just simply say that for the sake of this show to really, really work in what it's saying, for the audience to catch what it's putting down they have to get creative with some of these things and they did it up to that point so like is it like egregious to the point where i think they should like cancel the show absolutely not i think it's great i think what they're doing is phenomenal and and the other thing is is and, and cuz my wife and i were talking about this before we came down here is they needed to get those guys to the police station so like how were they going to do it that i understand i just don't want every episode mark to have that scene over and over And maybe that's the point they're going to make. They're going to go, hey, regardless of how good Falcon is, it's going to happen every episode because we want to remind you. And if that's the choice they make, that's fine. But they're going to have a frustrated audience base overall when they're watching a TV show that they're looking to escape in from reality and the same issues are popping up over and over. Now, I understand the counter arguments to those things. I'm not saying that it's right or wrong. I'm just saying... That's going to be a detriment to this show if they continue to beat it in a dense way over my head versus having unique creative ways of telling that story through the lens of characters like Isaiah Bradley or the kid on the street or the bank loan officer. That obviously, yes, what you're saying is true, but in regards to the story, that was the implication. That the, that was the interpretation by a lot of people, Mark.
1: I doubt it. I doubt that's the real case. Because that dude was like, he if, if his finances were like on the line, like if his DTI was like fifty percent. Which is like Oh my God. Yeah. Go look it up, folks. Everybody
0: I Um, Mark, how hard did I just eye roll?
1: That dude, that dude was so hard for for an Avenger, he would he would approve that loan. He didn't approve that loan because he looked over his finance, the finances of this business and be like, I would get fired if I approved this loan.
0: Maybe you're speaking on behalf of the banks. Mark's out here just speaking on behalf of the banks. Nobody speaks on behalf of the banks, Mark, but you.
1: I just... This dude definitely is all in on Avengers. I'm just saying, he would have proved it if he could. It, even if he had... He, he would have found... If he had the, 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 the slightest hole to get through, he would have gone through that hole to make sure that proved. But he's also got to watch out for nah, his yeah. job. Just saying.
0: The interpretation does not agree with you.
1: Right. Well, I, we, we got to come back to Isaiah Bradley for a second. So if there's one super soldier that we know about in the U.S., and he also indicates you, his people, which... Bucky later said he probably meant Hydra. How many and blood samples being taken? Are we supposed to believe that there are many more older super soldiers out there? Middle-aged? Younger? Because like this dude fought in Korea, and he looked to only be like... 50? 70? Seven, seven, no, I wouldn't say 50. 70s? Yeah, 60, 60s? 70, that's fair. So it's like, how old is this guy? And how many more are there? And that dude clearly still had some strength left in you know. Uh, yeah, when he threw that can across the room, my goodness. So I think that's eye-opening. I think that's where we're going down the line where it's not humans and it's super soldiers, because I think that's where we're going to find out, and that's probably why, why they go back to Zemo, is probably because they know Zemo knows way more than they do about this stuff.
0: I hope Isaiah's in it a lot. I really, really like that. I, I like that story and where that could go. I think that's a creative way to tell some and I things. think
1: I think we're gonna come back to him.
0: I think I think they will. I think we're gonna come back to that one. I don't think that's the last time we see him. Um we have the great therapist scene. And again, we're talking about this lethal weapon trend, like they, they these guys just do not like each other. But they share that mutual bond of Steve.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's I, I think that's what's gonna tell a great story is like, yeah, these two dudes are like opposites. And I think eventually they're gonna figure out that they work really good as a team. And they're going to become best friends. Because cause they make the comment like, hey, after we're done with this, we never have to talk to each other. And I'm like, yeah, right. You guys are going to like bro out after this.
0: I love that Bucky has just this adamant. His character needs Sam to take that shield. And I love how they've explained that. I love how Bucky is explaining. If Steve is right about you, then he's right about me. If he's wrong about you, he's wrong about me. And if he's wrong about me, then I have no reason to exist. I love it. And I that, love that.
1: that tells, I think that's great to his inner monologue, like how he feels about himself. It validates, or especially what Steve thought about him, validates his existence to keep going and to be a good person. And to like and to like cleanse his soul, in a sense, of all his past deeds. Or I shouldn't say deeds. His like wrongdoings. Bucky, I mean, like, his Bucky's killings.
0: killings are not Bucky's fault. I, I hold to that. I just feel for that guy. And it's like whatever <sighs> yeah well you're a team iron man guy
1: well team iron man's willing to do whatever it yeah, takes. is he mm, okay. yeah well cap just gets his aside that he wants to go have a yeah family. after
0: after years and years and years of service sorry he didn't sorry he didn't dranks and sleep with every woman he saw for years in a metal tin can jeez yeah
1: whatever yeah. Grow, bro man.
0: drink bleach good game um, and then we get the standoff with Battlestar and Walker. Battlestar's like, you better stay the heck out of my way. It's like, and I'm just waiting for Bucky to look at him and go like, or what? What are you gonna do? Like, are you gonna take away my birthday? Is my freedom gone if you if I do? Like, come on. Okay, okay. So, so in that scene when they, you know, they leave,
1: they have their therapy session, and then they encounter them, like, because, because obviously, Captain America and and Battlestar want to team up with them. Like
0: they're, they're all for that. Yeah, like Cause that's they want to be Avengers. Everybody wants to be Avengers till it's time to be Avengers. Well, who,
1: okay. I don't know. I didn't think about that. So maybe, um, but I was watching this with my beautiful wife, Kelly, and she talked about how she's like, kind of like how, you, how a lot of people are saying, like, is he supposed to like, is he intentionally being a douchebag or is he just a, like a straightforward person that comes off as being a Both. dick? You think he's like you think he's intentionally being a douchebag.
0: This is th- for once my life actually helps with the conversation here. Okay. My dad is in the military. I'll leave it at that. I have in my life encountered Oh, we can't leave it at that. He is the supreme <laughs> admiral of
1: a star vessel that floats on water.
0: <laughs> and I've experienced just military men before. There are some, not all, but there are some that are extremely cocky. And extremely arrogant. I would classify this as John Walker is part of the stereotype. Yes, he's got some depth to him that we learned at the beginning of the show. However, it's clear that he is high on his own supply. Because he's out here just talking about how... You know, stay the heck out of my way. Like, dude, both of those guys fought in Infinity War and Endgame. You know in this... Everybody in this universe knows that those two guys... We're out on the battlefield with Thanos. Thanos, 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 Monomos, Monopoly, whatever. Like they know, or Thanos
1: says. Robbie says it. How I does just Robbie love say that it? Th- Thanos. He says Thanos, Thanos, and then Thanos, Thanos. Whatever you just said, Thanos, which I think is is great milk, because milk walk. I think in the in the MCU we hear his Thanos's name said like two or three different ways. Anyways. That's true. So, I'm I all guess hard.
0: just for me, I. How does that clown and this this is part of the hatred? How does he think like he's going to tell them to get out of his way? Those guys are not like they 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 know that they're so much better than him. It's crazy.
1: I think I think New Cap is probably pissed that they're not. Do not call him Cap. Just, he's like, U.S. Agent or
0: John Walker. Stop um, it.
1: He's currently Captain F-U America. Mark. He Screw a Captain America. You, Mark.
0: He's not Captain America. I wish he's Cap. He's nope. currently no no Captain actually America. he's not currently Captain America. He's a fraud.
1: Okay. Anyway, so the U- United States of America has deemed him. Captain yeah, America Oh yeah. Well, the United solu- States of America has deemed a lot of things, Mark. It.
0: They've deemed a lot of things.
1: Well, this is the MCU ca- uh, America, so you just have to deal with it as is right now. Um, <laughs> now I totally lost what I was going to say. Okay. Okay. So my, I'm still, I'm still not in on Battlestar. I think that dude is like, I hope he dies. I just don't like, I just don't like his aura currently. He just seems so so. Full he of totally
0: is guy that gets an A on a group project that didn't do anything, guy.
1: <laughs> yes. Um, right. Like
0: That, that is Battlestar. i just
1: going back to him jumping out of the helicopter. And just and that's what, didn't they say that he's like you guys? You guys are just in body armor. Like who are you? Like, <laughs> Seriously. Whatever.
0: Like um, the, like honestly, dude, Battlestar is like a character from the sh- from the movie Kickass. That's who Battlestar is.
1: Okay. Yes. Okay, but going back to <laughs> to New Cap I, in that scene, um, I think he. I, this is just me theorizing. I think he has internalized that, you know, with this ca- now being the new captain America, that these guys should just respect me. Like,
0: obviously, totally that, that. And that's a total so military he gets, he gets, thing. Yeah. He gets,
1: he, yes. And I think he gets pissed that they're like not in on that or even
0: they're blowing him that. off. They're like truly yeah. blowing him off.
1: So, so when he says, well then, you know, don't get my way. I don't think that is a true to heart. Like, don't get in my way. Like, I just think he's saying that, in the moment because he's just frustrated but then i'm playing mephistle's advocate for this guy well, and for the bit
0: you're doing it for the bit and somebody has to do that because we could sit here for an hour and, and, I, make and know this guy.
1: i can do it for the bit but but i i'm still on that fence where it's like i just feel like this dude's gonna redeem himself somehow and he's you gonna be bananas. a good companion Mark,
0: nuts, to these guys. nuts Mark. there's no way
1: Battlestar, i hope turns into an enemy and they all three have to beat him up like they did red wing
0: John Walker <laughs> is for sure turning into a bad guy. There's no way he turns into a good guy.
1: Do you think ego shows back up? No. Stop it. Why not? Because it'd be pretty shocking when ego shows back up and he looks just like Johnny Walker.
0: Anyway, the power brokers men attack Morgan Tau's people as they get on the flight. They send that guy out. They kill that guy. Yada, yada, yada. Um, and then, and then, Sam and Bucky decide they need to go see Zemo, which I'm like beating my head against a wall going like, are you for real? Like, this is really the the, the route we're taking after all this. We're like, we have to go see Zemo.
1: Well, how else do you introduce him? Because I thought like, I don't know.
0: I just was expecting like, him to be out already or something. I just, yeah,
1: that's what I really expected too. like. He was already like he was one orchestrating the Flake Smashers.
0: I agree, I thought that too. Interesting note, his cell number was 2187, that is Princess Leia's cell in the original Star Wars A New Hope.
1: Okay, so now that the branch off with the Zemo thing, do you think they somehow bring him like they ask for him to come with them? And that's how he gets out of his prison? Like they like we need to list him, or do you think when they go there, or even maybe before they go there?
0: someone's breaking him out, or he makes winter soldier turn on and get him out of there.
1: But we're supposed to understand that he's good after being in Wakanda.
0: Right. I'm just, I'm just spitballing.
1: Well, I just don't think that would, that would kind of negate everything they did in Wakanda. Okay. So you can make up crazy
0: metaphors, but I can't make up a crazy situation.
1: Well, well, see metaphor, wasn't a metaphor. Sorry. Crazy situation. Theories are based on loose facts.
0: We have been shown in the MCU. Do you have a receipt from Shuri that says like, "Hey Sam, you're good to go"? When people say these weird Russian words in, in sequential order, you're not going to freak out and and turn into a Nazi Russian killer.
1: Didn't they put him in ice after Civil War to do that? And yeah, they, they did. But I'm just asking if you have the receipt. Yeah, mind. but do you have
0: the receipts? Is what I'm asking because if you don't, then they I could.
1: I do. I do. Oh, I have no idea. Right. Daddy Feige sent him Daddy to me. I asked Feige. for them later, earlier oh, today.
0: Man, maybe I didn't miss you last week. Maybe I didn't.
1: <laughs>
0: you twig- I did. <laughs> we were meant for I did. This. Zane and Isaac are too safe. Jared got a little spicy, but Zane and Isaac were I too safe. Say, I
1: was going to say Zane got a little spicy too. Well, Zane,
0: Zane gets spicy about John Walker, Isaac just chuckles at everything.
1: Yeah, Isaac's the good uh, keeping us level and on track.
0: Isaac is our Steve Rogers. He really is our Steve Rogers.
1: So then you're his Sam, and I'm the Bucky. I don't know about that. I... Or you're Red Wing, and I'm Sam. I don't know about that either. Or you're you Star, yeah. and I'm the New Cap. I'll
0: never speak to you again if you ever say that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate uh, you. So you much. wish. Um. Real quick, some questions before we head into the top five. Power Broker was introduced. Do you think? Do you have a guess of who that could be?
1: Well, what do we mean? Like, I'm like, this is like power broker who to me, that that's who that was. Like, are we saying like, um, what character is pulling the the
0: strings behind the scenes on all those things?
1: Oh, it's Mephisto bro. Easy question. Next. I have no idea. I don't know. Like, I just, I just feel like Zemo might be smart enough that he's actually the one pulling the strings.
0: I wonder if it's going to be like a villain that we haven't seen since Hulk. So maybe like the thinker or,
1: Oh, hang on. Let's back up a second isn't um abomination supposed to be in this series or not
0: abomination but the actor i don't know that's what i'm saying i'm saying like that could that could be it like interesting now now i'm gonna have to deep dive i believe abomination is gonna be in the uh, she hulk series
1: oh that's right that's right okay
0: but i'm saying like it would be interesting if they pulled somebody back like that like even even the iron man villain from iron man one obadiah like did he somehow live through all this and he's a power broker offline, like he's, or the power broker is, is the um, member of the Nine Rings that was. Oh my gosh!
1: Hang on, hang on. Yes, I was just thinking that the guy who was, because did he get killed? Did Obata, Obata He didn't kill? get
0: killed. He didn't get killed on screen. So there you go. It could be him.
1: What was I his forget name? his name
0: too. I, we, yeah. Or, or the the real. Yeah. Um, or the Mandarin. The other real Mandarin is Yeah, and then that's how that connects that connects with Shang Chi. Like I, I don't know. I'm just I'm trying to get creative with this because it just feels too easy to be frank that it is Maybe it's
1: Agatha. Maybe Agatha got out of that that trance.
0: Will Falcon take the shield? I'm asking this question every week to everybody, so
1: Will Falcon take the shield? I think he'll take the shield eventually. Will he become Captain America? I think that's still up in the air.
0: How did the flag smashers have their power?
1: I think they're super soldiers. I think they gave us an. I think they gave us just enough to show that someone has developed the serum. Maybe not the the perfect serum that Captain America got, or even maybe Bucky got. But there is a serum, serum that is out there, and that's why they're super. That's why they're super. And I think that's why Bucky thought to go to Isaiah because it's like, hey, this stuff is they they perfected this. This really worked. And in Civil War, when we see Bucky kill, uh. Um, Howard Stark, he had the serum. So we know the serum actually existed. And they killed the other five super soldiers that were there. So if Hydra had super soldiers, America definitely had super soldiers. And other organizations like Hydra had other super
0: soldiers elsewhere and serum elsewhere. And they wouldn't go to Zemo if super soldiers weren't going to be introduced in some capacity. There you go. Will Wakanda appear?
1: Will Wakanda? Oh, man. Um... You mean like we go to Wakanda or people from Wakanda show up? Either or. I think more likely we'll have people from Wakanda versus
0: them actually going Man, to Wakanda. Man, I would love it if Shiri shows up. I would love it.
1: No, I want M'Baku. Um, M'Baku would That's... be great
0: too. Any of them would be great. Any of them would be great. I don't see it happening. Last week I was pretty on it. I was like, I think so, but this week I'm not. We missed something. So if we did, head over to our Discord channel. Shoot us an email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Shoot us a DM, leave us a comment. We would love to hear your thoughts and keep the conversation going.
1: Little note, because I want your input on this, I think it's perfect for this podcast. What do you think about Black Widow going to Disney Plus in July?
0: I was thinking about this the other day when I was at work. Like, I'm not excited for it anymore, which is weird. I'm excited about every Marvel movie, and I kind of have forgotten about it. And I think that's how most people are about that movie. And I don't think that's Marvel's fault. I also think putting it on Disney Plus isn't a damning thing for for Black Widow because it's part of the MCU. So it's an intrinsic piece of the storyline that they have to tell to tell this grand overarching story. So I'm not thrilled about it for the sake of the amount of money it's going to make and for the sake of the dialogue of female superheroes. That hurts that because I'm a big fan of Captain Marvel. I'm a huge fan of Wonder Woman. I don't want female superheroes to be shifted away from. WandaVision, another great example of a great female superhero. I want to see more female stories. I think they have rich history and I think they can do more creative things with those stories. But it's a huge bummer and it's going to affect their dollar. So how is Marvel going to respond to that? I don't know. I assume that they're going to be level-headed about it. Though. And aren't they doing its release on Disney
1: Plus and in theaters?
0: They're, they're doing, doing the kind of $30 like premiere access thing. So what yeah, and I'm going to pay 30 bucks for that. So it's Honestly, like, Mark, I look at it as I'm probably going to the theaters to see it first. Husk.
1: Well, where I where I will be living, I will save the hour. Yeah, drive.
0: that's different for oh. you. Yeah, yeah, up <laughs> in the farm.
1: So someone like me who no longer will live be living in a big city that is the movie the two movie theaters are 5 minutes away from me just driving in town, I will save my <laughs> 2 hour drive, commute both or round trip for a fifteen. No, I've gone theory.
0: back and forth on it. I, I I've gone back and forth on how I'm going to see it first. I honestly might do both, to be frank, just so I can support the movie because that's how I. Right. I'll be Murray. That's how I feel about the MCU. I'm like, ah, I'll, I want to go see it a couple times and prove that I like the movie. So, I don't know. I, I I'm really interested to see how it connects because it, there has to be some connection here to these shows.
1: Yeah, for something that's so. F- like it's supposed to be set what in the, like the early thousands, so before I. They before really, I really, so.
0: really do not want to cross over with Shang Chi. They've made that very clear. They're pushing. They keep pushing Shang Chi, so. I'm pumped for that movie, but we're getting that in Disney Plus. No, right? Shang Chi would be in, um November, and that's not
1: going to be in Disney. Like Black Widow is the only one of those movies. Black being Widow for this na- year.
0: for now is the only Disney Plus release for, for now for sure. Gotcha. But on the flip side, too, I could see a lot of people paying for it. Hey, if I was still
1: living in uh, in Fargo-Moorhead, when that movie came out, I'd go see it. Like The theaters up here are open. so I
0: foresee me seeing it in theaters and then getting it again on premiere. That's what I foresee. Sure. And I don't know what the order of that will be. I, I will try my best to go see that in theaters if I can. So let's head to the top five. We're going in. 3. three, 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 three. You're entering the top five on the Infinity Bros podcast, starting now. For sure. Stop! If I if I make a pause, don't talk. You said something, and I said something right away. You didn't. Yeah, but like, yeah, we're just like you talk all the time. Every week we do a top five discussion, water cooler debate on the things in pop culture that are relevant to us that week. Maybe they're a dialogue question or theme this week, keeping in track with our Falcon and Winter Soldier Episode 2 dialogue. We're doing the top five Falcon and Winter Soldier moments. Quick plug before we get into this. This is Episode 70. Episode 71 will be premiering on Monday. You could check that out. We're having Paul Charchian from K-Fan and uh, also the owner of Fantasy Guillotine League's We'll be stopping by for some video game conversation. It's an episode you will not want to miss, hosted by Infinity Bro Jarrett. So check out episode 71. Make sure that you check that out on the Infinity Rose podcast. You can also watch us on Twitch as Robbie is on Twitch religiously, it feels like these days. You could check Jarrett on Team Rocket Tuesdays and Isaac on Thrifty Thursdays. All right, Mark, what is your number five moment from Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode two?
1: My number five moment, I think it happened twice, um, was the whole Bucky staring, like, bit, where Falcons, like, (laughs) I think it's, the the one that comes to mind right away is when they're on, like, after the fight, after being on the tractor trailers and stuff like that, um, a Captain America and Battlestar pull up to them, and then, like, you know, when they finally get on to the um, truck that they're, or Jeep or whatever it is, and he's like, do you always stare like that? And Bucky's like, yeah, you get used to it. So that was, I like that. I just like that. Uh, I don't know what to say. I just liked it. All right. It was funny. It's hilarious. Bucky, Bucky staring. staring
0: is a great bit. And he's done it in every movie or book. Yeah. Um, My number five is the John Walker backstory. I like that they're humanizing this character, even though I can't stand him. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I'll say, because I can't be positive about him anymore. Number four, Mark.
1: Uh the whole the Isaiah story, just like that little bit that we got into the insight that, kind of showed more into how how soon they were using Bucky as the Winter Soldier. What was it, nineteen fifty one? Was this supposed, or fifty two? So if we're saying at forty five he fell into the ice, in just like five years, six years, seven years maybe he's already being used for these you know assassination attempts or being used for his full abilities. And then then also showing that, hey, the US had super soldiers too. And they treated this dude apparently like crap and like somehow decided to jail him and then do tests on him. And there's no repercussions for that. And you get the whole like, you know, and I think Sam like shows this once they're kind of when Isaiah's like, get out. It's like, I think you kind of get the sense that like hey, if people knew about this now, history would be totally different. Like, you know, technically the first black super soldier was, you know, working for the military and then they just hit him away and, you know, imprisoned him. So, I think that that told, told a good story. So, I I appreciate that. So, that's my number
0: 4. My number 4 is just the White Wolf drop. I they keep talking about Wakanda. <laughs> And that gets me jazzed because that makes me think it, that Wakanda is coming down the line. I, they keep reminding us about Wakanda. I talked about it last week too. Mark, do you watch the Legends little shorts before you watch these shows? Yep. Yeah, so yeah. I watch them too. And, and
1: Yeah, but isn't the Bucky one like just, it this, seems like the it's Bucky like and it's Zemo? Wakanda the Bucky stuff. and
0: Zemo ones were very heavy yeah. Black Panther. And so I, I, I'm holding out hope. I think Wakanda might be. I know earlier I said it's probably not coming, but like I'm holding out hope that it does. I will be very, very excited. <laughs> I'll go number three. It was the therapy session. I thought it was great. I love the, that Sam is fighting that that Sam is fighting to not have the shield, and Bucky is fighting Sam to take the shield. I think it's great. I love the internal battle that that Bucky is having, and I love the internal battle that Sam is having with culture. That I think is so well done, and it's why I'm so critical of that police car scene because I don't think those scenes are needed to tell that story. In my opinion, for Sam, so number three.
1: Um, my number three is the introduction of Zemo.
0: That, see, that doesn't feel think, big, big to me. But yeah, I get that.
1: Oh, I think, I think, I think, feels pretty big when the song choice they used is um, reminded me because when I first heard it, I was like, "Oh, it's from The Watchmen" when they figure out that uh, Osmondius is the villain. That's true. So pulling from your Zack Snyder, so it's like it felt like a Zack Snyder thing.
0: Number two for me was the Isaiah Bradley and Patriot reveal in particular patriot like that was just so flippant i'm like whoa that's like a really really big deal um but isaiah bradley's huge that was really shocking that was like when bucky's like i've got somebody i was like whoa 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 where are we going <laughs>
1: Oh dude, I initially thought it was like I had when I watched it the second time. I like I remember hearing it's like someone you got to meet. Where it's like initially when I first watched, it was like, oh, we're are we gonna go see old Captain America as he's just living in Baltimore? That was my that's first a really thought.
0: interesting. I didn't even make um, that connection. I thought it might be a I but, thought it would be a Wakandan connection.
1: Oh, gotcha. Yeah, my, my thought was like, oh, they're gonna go talk to old Cap to be like, and Cap's gonna be like, get the old man. Cap be like, I gave you that shield. Like I thought that's what we were that gonna get. GD but, shield,
0: yeah. take it. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. What was your number two?
1: Uh, my number two was the fighting on the the tractor trailers, or as something
0: that people call that it, that was movies. my number one. So yeah, I'm with mm-hmm. you there. Uh, great fight scene, great choreograph. This show clearly is going to have great fight scenes, and I appreciate that.
1: Um, okay, that was your number one. My my number one was the therapy scene. I think, I think just like if I could like I, like I like the goofiness of it when they're like get close and like you know just like two dudes that just want to just get under each other's skin, just get way too close to each other. I thought that was kind of funny, but what was really touching to me is what paraphrasing Bucky saying, Hey, if cap was wrong about you, he's wrong about me. Then he was wrong about me. And I think that hit that, like that cuts him deep because like, he's trying to change himself. And the one person in his life who believed in him and knew him as a good person had faith in him that he could change and basically sam giving up that shield makes bucky feel like crap and he's not worthy of being a good guy and i think that really and like i think that's going to be the driving force for him for a majority of these episodes is making sure that sam feels worthy of being captain america
0: i feel so bad for bucky that guy just like can't catch a break great list mark that was our review of falcon and the winter soldier you can check that out on disney plus right now and you can also check out all the details we talked about on IMDb. Mark, Mark, great episode, man. Good to have you back. Glad to be back. Okay, cool. From
1: five days hiatus.
0: <laughs> Seriously. Well, enjoy your move, man. Uh, hope you guys like moving up to the farm. Thanks. Be not in the middle of nowhere, so all you get is Disney Plus premiere stuff. But uh, uh, we'll look forward to hearing from you next week you know, for episode three. Th- this show is going to ramp up. It feels like it's going to go really quick the next three episodes, and then the final episode will be here before we know okay. it. And then
1: we'll have a a week break and Loki will start.
0: No, wouldn't it?
1: Is that how it matches up?
0: Mm, June 13th. So we'll get a couple weeks in between. I think we'll get two or three.
1: Oh, well, never mind.
0: It'll be good. It'll be really good. But, Mark, thanks again for coming on, man. It was fun to be with you. Thank you, Infinity Bros. Universe, wherever you listened, however you listened. Thanks for making us part of your weekday or month. We love you guys 3,000. If you stuck around to the end of this, could you do me a huge favor? could you leave us an iTunes review or a Podchaser review? We'd love to celebrate you by talking about your review on the front end of the show. We'd also love to just up our reviews because the more reviews we have, the more people that can enjoy our show the way you have been enjoying our show. Check us out on theinfinitybros.com. Follow us on Discord. Check out all the links in the show notes. And as always, we love you guys 3,000. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Bye. Bye.